Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. This is the location, your favorite spot. Yes, the place where the conversation is pointed and the guests right over there are sharp. The responses, they're never dull. Felicity, the tongue stick, Felicity Nicole is here with us. Isn't she beautiful? I just love her smile and girl, that face is beat, okay? I'm telling you, you look like you have been sitting in a makeup chair, but that's natural beauty. She's beautiful inside and outside, and she's really been coaching for a number of years. She's a woman of deep faith uh, and got a great philosophy on life, and she's pouring that into others. She's a big hit on Instagram. I want you to follow her brains. Let's welcome her to the edge. Felicity Nicole, how are you? Thank you, April. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, so I'm excited to finally meet you. We had a great conversation on the phone, so I know this is going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Please tell my brains, number one, first, what planet are you from? I'm a Gemini. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're very yeah. creative. Uh, exact, uh, creative and total dual personalities. So. Wow. I was going to let yeah. you say that. I didn't... <laughs> I didn't want to say that. <laughs> Gemini coming up. Yeah. Um, my you No, know, that was kind of just a, a fun introductory question as to, you know, are you way out there? Are you close to Earth? Where are you in the world? I am a little bit of way out there and like me, I'm from Jupiter. Okay. I like all the rings. I like all the 90 moons. I like all of that kind of stuff. But then we have people that are very earthy. We have people that are very grounded. So I'd like to ask that question yeah. just to kind of see how far out you really are. <laughs> I like to explore, but I definitely am grounded. I definitely like to explore though. The rabbit holes, I definitely think there's more than what we are being seen. Um, yeah. So how do you show up in the world? What is your, tell me a little bit about your story and your journey. So this is it. This is me. I am a mother. I'm a, I'm a wife. I am a um, domestic violence survivor slash childhood trauma survivor. And the journey that God has put me on has been what I relate to, um, like the book of Job, just very very hard lesson for me to finally realize what I've been doing wrong and then reconnecting my, my, um, relationship with God towards the end of it. You know, it's quite beautiful, but throughout that, I've managed to have this resiliency and this light and the strength to just keep pushing through, regardless of what obstacle hits me, what obstacle hits me, what obstacle hits me. So let me ask you a question, not going too personal, but I, I like to let people know that um, my guests are relatable. When you talk about the domestic violence, was it a physical violence? Was it a verbal violence? Was it a control violence? Yeah, let's go into that because there's so many different aspects. 
So it was mental. It mm. was emotional. It was financial. It was controlling. And towards the end, it became physical. So the way they break you down is they pull apart your psyche. So you have your honeymoon phase when you get married. And then they start to pull you apart. They don't want you to work. It's not financially feasible to work. You stay home, you take care of the kid, which I get. I get that. I understand that. Um, but then there's the, you're not capable of doing this. You're not smart enough of doing this. You're not going to survive without me. You're not going to make it without me. And then there's financial control, the abuse. We, I literally was down to um, spending $86.32 a week on groceries. I will never forget the dollar amount. And if I went over or under, I would have to return the item. And knowing that you could afford it. I know some I, I know some people that are that, but people don't in those situations don't necessarily consider that domestic violence. They look at domestic violence as a physical, but the mental can be more devastating than the physical. The bruises will eventually go away, but the scarring of your mind and your heart and the tearing down of your self-esteem and your self-worth. And then you've got to put on this brave faith in front of your child to let them know what was your breaking point? What was your aha moment? And you said, you know what? I'm going to take this $86 and get a bus ticket and get the heck out of here. <laughs> I, I want to back up real fast. I like what you said with the scarring and the bruising and putting on that strong face for your son, but I put it on for the world. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. I hid it well. My the, my family knew about it, but they just didn't think I was strong enough to get out. Um, I knew when my son was an infant that I needed to get out. I just didn't know how. And that's when the manipulations and the control, and it was just um, a part of the cycle of abuse is they totally mentally tear you apart. And you literally, it's almost like Stockholm syndrome. You will literally think that you cannot survive without them. And they'll toss your clothes out. They'll toss you out. You'll run home to mom and dad. And then that cycle, I want you back. I'm going to change. Yeah, it, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean it. I won't do it again. Exactly. And it, for me, I knew immediately um, I will eventually get out of this. And what I tell a lot of people about is that I knew I would get out of it. I didn't know when, but I knew. I also knew I was meant for something more. And let's talk about where what planet am I on? Because I could feel it in my solar plexus. That's yeah. your life source. That's your fire. That's what's going to drive you. And I knew I was meant for something more. But what people tend to do is they want to dim that. They want to take that away from you. And so it took me a long time to really understand how to protect my energy space because throughout my whole entire life, up to current status quo, people have always tried to dim that light from mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and you know what? I'm surprised 
Because, girl, that alter ego, that other Gemini side, should have came out a long time ago. <laughs> but it was. Right? She, yes. Yeah. She comes out the wrong time, I guess. Or mm -hmm. it's it's just from the childhood trauma that I wasn't good enough. Do you see? So from the childhood. Right. Right. I Epigenetics. Was, Epigenetics. Yeah. Uh, thank you. We talk about it. So the unconscious, subconscious, whatever, Pearl right. Young. Yes. And that we speak about in my book, me going back to Mexico and working with shamans to heal because this just isn't current life. This goes back generations and lifetimes. Oh, yes. Oh, lifetimes. Yes. I've got lifetimes of, of women. Are we going to win at this time? Is the feminine going to win at this time? Right. And they're depending on me to change that story. And absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Yes, we will. So you redesign your story. You rewrite the pages of your story. Or maybe not rewrite. Maybe you add different chapters, different layers, because you're continuously evolving, even to this day as you speak. Tell us a little bit about your book and what's inside the pages of your book. Do you have it there with you? I, you know, it's, it's a big binder, but I do. Yeah. So um, it, the release date is May 30th. And oh, I'm excited. So tell us a little bit about what's going to be inside. So we're just, you're, I am taking everybody on the journey. It starts with little, my nickname is Wheezy. Um, it starts with Wheezy, uh, this little lost soul that finds peace and solace with a dollhouse and the abuse that she succumbed from her family, because once my dad tried to kill my mom, she shut down. She wasn't there for us. I hold no ill uh, towards any of my family. There is no hurt, there is no pain, no ick towards them because it is what it is. We, we raised ourselves, we were like Lord of the Flies. We all develop different coping mechanisms in order to survive in our family, which in turn, we it wound up becoming physically abusive towards one another. It was just, there was so much anger and hostility. And it's amazing how every different um, sibling coped with it. Wow. Now, it, how many siblings were there? I'm one of four. And okay. I am. And, you know, with all due respect, I love them very much. And I write it with the most compassion that I can because I don't want to bash them. But um, they but don't. But it's your truth. It, it's the truth. Yeah, but I, I, with, I love them. I just of can't course. have them in my life. But, you know, my sister, her job was, was, was mother hen because mom kind of checked out. She's 11 years older. And then she found the first guy and she left. Mm. My, yes my older brother just he shut the door and dealt with it with alcohol and when he would get all liquored up it, he would physically abuse me not sexually but physically abuse me so I started at a young age at a teenager age thinking this was normal because my mother then would reiterate you had it coming yeah so we're groomed into these roles so i was groomed into my first husband ladies it happens open your eyes oh absolutely but you know what i tell people there's some key warning signs in a relationship the first thing is i sit there we're gonna have three four dates uh before you get to the golden glory absolutely i got i need to check you out but then you know i don't know if you're hot maybe <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but but seriously, you know, uh, the, you watch. How much is he drinking? Just, oh, all. just socially. Yeah. You know, you, you check that out. How is this conversation with regards to other women? You can tell a roaming eye if he doesn't speak. You know, so how's your, where's your family from? That's a great question. Yes. You know, how you treat your mother, how you treat your sister, how you treat your aunt. Do you call them bitches? All this kind of things. In three or four dates, you'll be able to tell. And then also, too, uh, do they honor you? Do they ask a lot of questions about who you are? You know, what are what do you like? Where do you like to go? Where have you traveled? What music do you like? Are they into getting to know you? Those are three key indicators in the first two or three dates. But see, you can't do that with this online dating mess. You know, anybody can have uh, keyboard courage and type anything they want. I want a Zoom meeting. I want to meet you at the bar. I want to know your mama's name and your blood type. And then we're going to run your credit. <laughs> I'm a toughie. How was it for you to find love again? Because now you are in a loving relationship and you're married and you're, you know, you're flourishing. How did you find the courage to take that journey once again? I wanted a second chance. I, I felt I deserved a second chance. And so eventually after the divorce, you know, I left. I, I didn't tell my ex-husband that I was moving out. I rented a small little house in the same area, a couple towns over and left and rebuilt my life. And eventually it was time to date. And I um, wanted a second chance. I felt like I deserved a second chance, but it's funny. You mentioned all of that because how do I say this? We are constantly evolving and we're constantly growing. And over the past three to four years, I have so evolved um, to the point to where you're recognizing like how your self-worth really is important and is your partner really honoring you in the way they should be and are you really honoring your partner in the way they should be so there's a constant ebbs and flows in relationships where you're absolutely you have to constantly work on those together well, you ain't gotta tell me i've been married 38 years we're not talking about ebbs and flows. We're talking about floods and rivers and dams and hills and mountains. There's a journey. Okay. But I have always told him, my mother told me before I got married, she said, don't start asking for permission. Can I, you know, all, we don't do that. Uh, have your own money. Mm -hmm. um, and always save a little bit, about that much for you. And I tell them, we've been married 38 years. Folks change their mind. They get strange, mm -hmm. you know? And so I have to leave extra in reserve for me when that dam runs dry, when that hill is too high to climb, when I feel like I'm in a flood and I'm underwater. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a reservoir. There's got to be a place that you go, that you say, you know what? This is my sacred space. This mm -hmm. is honoring me this is what i deserve keeping a promise to yourself you got to start that from the get-go and it's hard you know growing up being bullied and all that kind of stuff but i tell my kids life is not contingent on the outside influences you got to dig deep within in self and then you got to have a direct correlation and connection with source mm -hmm. you're a woman of deep faith tell us a little bit about your faith walk Oh my God, it was beautiful. It is beautiful. Um, you know, I grew up Catholic. 
we went to mass and then I kind of lost my, my connection with God throughout my first marriage. And then towards the middle of the end is when I started to rediscover my, my faith, my journey, um, as a healer, as a relationship with, with God. Uh, I know people say source, people say universe, whatever they believe in, there is a higher part out there for me. It's God. Um, and I, I love the fact that I know that and it's a big mindset shift for a lot of people, especially with somebody that's been dealt with a lot of abandonment is that I've never once been abandoned by him. And no. that. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Never left your side. Never he, left your side. He really hasn't. He's given me some tough, he's given me some tough, and I'm just going to say he, it could be a she, it could be, you know. You don't have to go through all of that brain yeah. and filter and, and fill in the blanks. It's, it's yeah. know that it's somebody, something, an energy force higher and greater than you. Yes. Given me some of the toughest lessons out there. And I just got a tough, I, the past seven days was just hit with the toughest lessons out there. Mm, mm, mm. All out there. Yeah. You all know, saying, yeah. It's, but it's what amazing. doesn't. But what, Felicity, what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. Look at the woman that you are today. You are in a place to where you have overcome trauma, abuse, reinventing yourself, regaining your spirituality. You're in the, in the thralls of writing a book. In addition to all of that, you're able to take all that content and now pour that into others with coaching. Tell us a little bit. Since about 2012, I do a mentorship coaching and I do obviously one-on-one. -on -one. Um, the mentorship though, I love it. It's for those sisters out there that are looking for total reinvention. It's kind of something similar to my own journey. Women out there that know that they want more, desire more, um, and are ready to do the work. And it's a little unconventional because we work really close together one-on-one -on -one for about six months to a year. And we explore every, every nook and cranny of their life, because I want to see where they are now, where they want to go. And then you have to work backwards. And then when you work backwards, you have to prepare yourself for those potential obstacles. And so we really are detail oriented. We even get into the financial aspect of things because I 100% agree with you. As a woman, you have to have your financial house in order. Yeah. And you have to immediately figure out how are you going to generate additional income to start putting aside? Uh, and if nothing else, know where all the bodies are buried. <laughs> <laughs> know where that extra house is know where that little slush fund is you know yeah. check and yeah. see if he's got enough money to hide a little honey you know all of those things you're at home all day you're his captive he's at work do the detective work and this is for men too i'm not going to just blame it all on men being the predators there's some cold-blooded women out there there's yes. there's some women out there that their mama said you know honey marry up you know, and, and he's not, he's not so bad. He, you know, I've been through it and it's okay, but he's a good provider. He'll take care of you. And what are you going to do? You're going to come here with those kids. I, I, I'm not ready to raise me and your father or, you know, we're retired. We're not going to raise kids. All that na 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 na. Instead of saying, I support you. I encourage you. I hear you. I feel you. You've got to have a network of one or two good girlfriends somebody that you can pour into. 
you know, men, the same thing. Speak out on it. Don't be this, this victim. You know, Felicity might want to work with you and, and turn the whole thing around. And we have to understand how the world is different now. Relationships are different. They are homosexual. There's transgender. You know, we're talking about communicating with individuals and relationship building, not just pigeonholing to the same old paradigm, the same old narrative that we have been indoctrinated with for centuries. Things are changing. Would you agree? A hundred percent. And it's fascinating because there are more and more women that are my age and above that are not wanting to get married. And do you know the beautiful part about this, April? They're building communities. Yes. Like Siri, I, I have a client that has 20 acres and she's building herself a home, nothing fancy. And she's looking to do other homes on there with other women that she knows that are single moms. Mm. Yeah. And I, I am all for it. They all are. It. But also what, again, as women, we are not crabs in a barrel. We need to support. Everybody's not going to be your bestie. Mm. And you don't have to tell all your business. You work with a coach, someone like Felicity, that is going to keep your information sacred and keep it confidential and work with you. All these outside uh, influences and these little chatterbots, little hen parties, you know, a lot of times that tears you down. Well, girl, I would leave him and girl, I would do this and I would do that and, pss, 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 and then go and tell the next person. That's not helping you. That's not healing you. I ask my friends all the time. I'm not one to come to for advice. I will give you suggestions. And Lord knows if I hear the same conversation two or three times, I'm done because now you're draining me. Yeah. You're not looking for a solution. We need solution seekers, not problem describers. Would you agree? I will. And I have uh, dropped clients because of that, because we, they will reach a certain point to where it's considered a strategic, well, we're going to be strategic, which means we're going to have to take a step back in order to take a couple steps forward. You may, which means you may have to go back to mom and dad's house. You may have to maybe get a roommate. You may have to sell your home. And this is where they, they, they don't want to do it. They just, and, and then that's it. We're done. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. I don't I've have time for it. I've got a, a person that I'm talking to right now and she's being abused, but she's lived the elite lifestyle. It's your empty nester now, honey. There's no reason to stay there. Get rid of that joker. <laughs> he's got money. He's got a business. You've been married to him over 25 years. You know you're going to get half. Go live in a cute high rise. Yeah. But and what has does. happened is she's had, she's had a lot of abandonment issues. You know, she was adopted and they didn't tell her about her adoption. Then their adopted parents died when she was 19 years of age. And so now it's still this back and forth. He has other women that he, she supports. She goes along with that. Well, you know, relationships are different now. Sometimes people have their own rules. I'm not telling you what to do if yeah. your, your partner has a honey on the side and you okay with that. I'm not telling you to do that. But what I am telling you is to take stock in, into who you are and really oh, are you leave this earth not knowing your full potential, not maximizing your full potential. You're robbing yourself. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I don't. She doesn't see the value in herself. And that's the sad part about it. And 
And, and, you know, I'm with you, April, if you were going to play, I always tell that to my husband, like, because he's got a wandering eye. You're going to wander. You are we doing that? Because I'd like to have fun, too. There's different rules to different relationships. Yeah. If you like it. I love it. Me. Uh uh. No, 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 no. I, I cut a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. Okay, 38 years. Oh no, I'm not going for it. Uh, but you know what? I look at it and I look back and I say, you know, I've had 38 years of bliss. I, I I kid you not. I I just feel like I'm on cloud nine. My husband has never, you know, cursed at me, um, tried to put his hands on me, not mm -hmm. gambling. Now I'm not saying he's a saint. You know, and then whatever he's doing, he's doing a great job undercover because it's never been revealed. But just the fact is that he allows me to be free and I allow him to his space. But we are a dynamic duo. We are a team. We can mm -hmm. have these conversations. Again, relationships are different. Mm -hmm. I, you, you can't do that as long as everybody's happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's important, too, is like you mentioned, you're going to have to have those difficult conversations yes. with your spouse. And then that is meant to where you grow just as long as it's a safe conversation in a safe space and you honor one another's boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. But ultimately, raising, let me ask you a little bit about raising children. Yeah. You have one son, one, yep. one son, 15. Oh, that's a nice age. I bet I'm, you're so pretty. I bet he's a looker too. The sweetheart. Okay. So what's that like raising a 15 year old boy? <sighs> so young man, not a boy, young man. It's different man, now. And he's officially taller than me and I'm five, eight. And oh, so wow. I know I'm just, I'm so my son, um, in the, in the book, his name is changed. Okay. So I am trying to stick with that throughout there just to respect his privacy. So Evan has had a hard life. It's been traumatic as well. Um, his dad has been physically abusive to him as well. So mm -hmm. Evan, Evan's journey, Evan has oppositional defiance disorder and um, OCD. So it can be challenging at times. Um, he has found uh, through sports and working out uh, a nice outlet. Good. He has gone and is in my book. I did have to um, send him away during COVID to a residential treatment facility to seek help. I had exhausted all my options. Mm -hmm. It's one of, the, one of the one of the more harder parts of the book because you know we talk about the reality of how hard that was to make a decision. I I mean April, I had to have him legally kidnapped at four thirty in the morning. Wow. Oh yeah, he was he was twelve. You don't ever want to do that to your child. That was like the last thing you want to do. But they, I mean, we're a wonderful facility. We, we're still in contact with them. They saved our family. They saved my son. Yeah, they um, saved your life. And you know yeah. what? Parents don't want to do that because they're worried about what other people are going to think about them. Yeah. You can't worry about yeah. them. You have to worry about your child. And then, you know, children are triggered by so many things. This fentanyl epidemic here in California is just out of control, uh, where you're, be, you're able to order it online and have it delivered to your house. What in the hell is that? Uh, you know, you're talking about 
sexual promiscuity, pregnancy. Also here in San Diego, uh, my husband, that, that's my hero, saved two young girls' lives the other day that were runaways. <gasps> His spirit did not figure that, something. he figured something was wrong. He circled back around, asked them questions, had because he works for law enforcement, had the, the the plates run, come to find out it was registered to two runaways. Mm. And uh, he said, okay, somebody's going to bring you some gas. They said they were out of gas. And the police came and reunited them with their families. Mm. I can only hope that they were running away because they were being rebellious and not mistreated. Yeah. You don't know what the situation is, but to connect with your children, you did the right thing. It was it was tough, you know, it was tough, but now he understands what this looks like, what, you know, what the choices are, how tough that was and what he doesn't want to go back to. So he's going to work in a different kind of way as best he can, because he's got some challenges, but as best he can, he's going to use those tools to make sure that he is safe and secure. And so again, you know, I commend you for that because that is a tough decision. It's hard. Yeah. But I, thank you. It was, but you have to sacrifice. That's right. All, yeah. It all comes back to that sacrifice. What so are let's we ask you some fun questions because you're so pretty. <laughs> oh, thank you. So uh, if you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be, Felicity? Oh my God. I, do, you, for, do you know what the first thing that came to my mind was? What? And it's the truth, a dishwasher, because that's all I do. You see these hands? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I can hustle through holiday dishes like there is no tomorrow. Wow, I, oh. and that is what I hate. That's what I'll clean the bathroom. I have no problem to do that. That, and I think uh, mopping the floor. If I was an appliance in the kitchen, I'd probably be the uh, air fryer. Yeah. Because yeah. I want it, I don't want a lot of grease on it, but I want it juicy and I want it crispy and I want it to work quickly. Yeah, yeah. totally get it. What's your favorite flower? Peonies. Mm. You look like a peonies kind of person. Yeah, pink peonies. They are. They're just pretty. They're they're peaceful. They're peaceful. If you had three wishes, what would they be? Mm. Three wishes. Okay. It still goes back to safety, security, and peace. Those are beautiful. Tell me what's your guilty pleasures. What do you just oh sneak God. off and what what do you sneak off and do? <laughs> so I am a TJ Maxx home goods guilty pleasure. I'm hoping my brand will partner with them eventually because I, oh my God. And I'm a designer. So I've got an interior design degree. So like I can, I just redesigned, like you were talking about sacred spaces. I just redesigned the second floor master specifically oh, wow. for me. That's my, that's my peaceful hideaway that mm. I can just write in. And, but I seriously, I mean, you can go restoration hardware, you can go big and fancy. And I have some of that throughout my home, but the re realistically, you can't, that's expensive. <laughs> it, it is expensive, but let me yeah. tell you that home goods girl is, 
Shameless plug. I'm I'm hoping they give me some kickback or coupons or something for plugging them. I love that store, but you can't have everything in your house because it becomes junky. But I love that store. It is just mm -hmm. so good. It is so for good. certain pieces, for certain decor, for accent and pieces. And yeah. really great. Yeah. Give us a couple design tips. What's the okay. truth now? What's, What's going on? Um, so I like simplicity and I like texture. And I am a um, neutral palette. I think if you go neutral palette and then you jazz it up with your um, color for seasonal, because that you don't want to invest in trendy, big amounts of dollars in trendy because it's just a trend. Mm -hmm. That's where home goods is for. That's right. where you, yeah, because then you can put it away in a couple of years. But right, you, you can put away, you can do the pillows, you can do the sheets, you can do the comforters, you, even draperies. You know, even oh, window yeah. treatment. Yes. What's the yeah. deal in window treatment? Are people still doing blinds? I'm a drapery kind of person. I want to be able to pull my drapes closed. I'm not a blind person. So I love, um, I'll go big with that. I'll invest money in that because that's timeless and you're going to get a return on that. So I like shutters. I have, I have, mm -hmm. I have white shutters and then I have beautiful um, drapes that go that are with the color of the room. So I'm almost like, like that monotone. I also have these beautiful Hunter Douglas linen shades for my sunroom mm. that are unmotorized that come down because I have a beautiful sunroom that looks out to nature, the backyard. And I, I didn't want to block that view. I just kind of wanted to have that translucent. Yes. And mm. That, yes. And again, brains, there are some pieces that you're going to have to invest in, but yeah. they're classic and they're timeless. You're not going to change your shutters. You know, they may be with the house for, uh, for 20 years neutral. We're painting the outside of our house, which is definitely a challenge. And so what we've done is we've just taken big swatches of the paint and put it on the backside of the house and whatever our eye draws to yeah. it's, you know, picking color is indicative of your character. When people drive past your house, they, oh, you know, I wonder who that is with that gray house and the white trim and the red door. That's kind of funky. It looks, mm -hmm. you know, looks kind of warm and inviting. When people come into your home, what are some of the design elements that you think that really makes it uh, your own and speaks to you without looking cluttered? Because, you know, you cannot have the little uh, tchotchkes that your great aunt Martha had and mama's China and, you know, your best friends that people just have too much stuff. What are some key elements that we should have in our home, in our designs um, that make it feel warm, inviting, speak to us, but also make it look kind of chic? I think if you could find some classic quality faux florals, I like NDI mm. florals. They're they're expensive, they're faux, but if you go with seasonless, I also think too, I go back to um, a few classic pieces of furniture and you just, you warm it up with some throws, a rug, a nice cozy rug. Um, you know, some of the classics like Baker, I have a Baker desk that is timeless. Um, people aren't hemming down furniture like they used to. So we're done doing that. So I think that, I think if you could come across a hundred on bedroom set, that would be like, whoa, I found one when we purchased this house. I've got two classic, beautiful dressers that are hundred on upstairs. Mm. They made into like a little girl's bedroom. 
And then you threw, I threw it together with um, a wrought iron full-size bed. And then the rest of it is home goods. Wow. See, yeah. you know, a good. It's your personality. You just want your personality to show. That's yeah. it. I'm a person for, again, like you said, floral. I have to have fresh flowers every week. That's a must. You know, I'm at the Trader Joe's getting them flowers, honey, because that makes it warm. But I like to also have a beautiful fragrance in my house. It's not overpowering. I burn, uh, you know, um, exotic oils. Mm -hmm. I want people to feel comfortable when they come in. I have pillows. I have throws. Um, and there's nothing in my house that I don't use. Yeah. You know, I will pull out a fine glass to get me some orange juice. I will have China sit there and have my lunch. What am I saving it for? Life goes on. Nothing is sacred. Nothing is, you know, it's just a thing. Mm -hmm. Just like everything else. But you are a beautiful thing. And I thank you so much for being here with me and my brains to talk about life and, you know, evolving and home goods <laughs> and all the other wonderful things. Felicity, tell my brains how to get in contact with you. You guys can find me on Instagram under she is you mag or Felicity Nicole. Um, you can find my page, the, the membership page that she's you mag.com. I offer a membership program. It's called the sisterhood. And what we do is I have a community for midlife women that are seeking a sense of community a tribe to call their own as they walk on their own healing journey. And so we offer monthly classes, monthly Q and A's. We are on telegram now with our group chat and it's all for me. And for these women, it's all about connection as they go on their own personal journey of figuring out who they are, what they want out of life. I really want to see that grow big. I want that from coast to coast because I think women need a good quality tribe. We need a sisterhood. It's not here anymore. It just does not exist. It is so hard. No, we don't. It's, yeah. But again, it's not about a competition. No. Uh, what's good for the goose is not always good for the gander. And it ain't always greener on the other, on the other side. Exactly. So you have to really kind of put in perspective what it is that makes you happy. It's all about you, not others, about you. And again, my mother used to tell me, she said, baby, if you leave this planet and you have one or two close friends, you leave with a treasure. There's a reason and there's a season. So connect with other women around the world, around the globe. We want to see this go global. We want to hold each other's hands. We want to hold each other up. We want to purchase the book because as soon as it comes out, Felicity is going to share it with us here exclusively. May 30th, May 30th. Um, on the edge. Brains, go in and like, love, share, subscribe. Like, love, share, and subscribe. Follow us. Listen to what we're doing. It doesn't cost you anything to listen and you would you know, end up being so much smarter just because of the information that you receive. Thank you, Felicity, Nicole, you are the best. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, bye brains.